Hello and welcome to the 25th episode of the Masterful Podcast. Woo! My name's Travis Burlingame. The, the loud noises you hear behind us, that's co-host Chris Davis, hey. all the way down there in Texas. Chris, how you doing, my man? Doing well, man. Doing well. Have, coming off another productive weekend. Still a lot to do around the Davis household as we uh, we prepare for baby Emma, dude. It's um it's it's moving a lot faster. We're just counting the days at this point. But uh, getting some things ready around the house, getting some things like cleaned and sterilized and everything ready. And you know what? We're just waiting. We're we're just we're waiting at this point. I think we've reached the point in the in the pregnancy, or at least Kim has reached the point where it's like, get this child out of me right now. I'm done. She started walking laps around the house, like doing squats, drinking. When she starts doing teas. jumping jacks, that's when it's, it's getting real. <laughs> that's when we need to get ready to just move, right? Uh huh. Um, yeah. I did officially pack my bag. I think there's like one or two other things that I have to uh, I have to throw in my hospital bag, but I did pack my hospital bag, so we are uh, we're basically ready to go. Um, Chris, there's one question that everybody needs to know the answer of. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Is the catcher's mitt in the bag? Now, okay, I did get grilled a little bit for this on um, on both Facebook and Twitter, and so I need to come clean. I actually don't own a catcher's mitt. The the, the baseball I glove I have is actually an outfielder's mitt. Um, it's it's a I think it's a fourteen and a half inch uh, or thirteen and a half inch uh, like you know like baseball glove, but I think it still serves its purpose because it's a little bit bigger. It's got a it's got a deeper kind of pocket in the glove, right? So I, I you know, it, it kind of doubles up the same, gives me a little extra room in case, uh, you know, I, I you know have to mishandle or, or anything like that. But um, I'm I'm told that bringing a catcher's mitt or, or a baseball glove to a hospital may be frowned upon, but I'm still going to bring it for the uh, for the gram, you know, gonna gonna right. bring it bring it for the gram. <laughs> for the gram, gotta do it for the gram. How you doing, brother? I'm do- I'm doing all right, man. You know, good solid week out here. I, I actually committed to Operation Less of Me, and in this week, I lost six pounds. So on Monday, I weighed in at 257, and today, or wait, no, eight pounds. Math is hard. I weighed in at 249. Hell yeah, so, dude. Yeah. New year, new you. Let's go. I mean, new week, new me. Just just give it another week. I'll be right back up there. Oh, no, don't, how, hey, don't sell yourself short like that, brother. How my track record has gone <laughs> for the past year, or the past... <laughs> Yeah, it's, it's it's it hasn't been fun, but you know I, I got back into the gym, you know, and, and I love it. Got on a treadmill, and my back hurts, you know, because I'm not 18 anymore. Not that I could ever run when I was 18, but um, but to be, yeah. to be young again, to yeah. be young again. Well, so, man, I know we've uh, we've got a little bit of a guest here with us. We're we're just kind of steamrolling these guests and, and bringing them in and and getting a chance to to chat with some people that. We really haven't had a chance to chat with for a little bit. So, uh, Travis, you want to do the introduction on this one? We have a trumpet player on the podcast. The podcast is getting taken over with high brass players, and I'm going to have to do something about this in the near future. True. Okay? We're going to have to get, you know, some manly men, the bighorn men on the show. But we have a we have a trumpet player that marched with, with us at the Jersey Surf, and he also marched with us at the Cadet Strum and Bugle Corps. So we have we have years worth of stories going back with this guy, <laughs> ladies and gentlemen, the one and only Zach Tempone. Hey, Hello, world! <laughs> Zach, how you doing, buddy? I am fantastic. Thanks for asking. How about yourself? Um, I'm doing all good, right, man. man. I'm doing it's good right. to see you both. Good, awesome. Thanks for the invite. Absolutely, man. So, Zach, I know I know a little bit about you to, to probably be dangerous in a conversation. I know, obviously, fellow trumpet player, marched with both Travis and I. I think you were at surf, what, uh, 08 through 10? Or, sorry, 08, 09, and then you went to cadets 10 through 12. 
um, marched with Travis 10 and 10 and 11, marched with me in 12. Um, uh, we aged out together, uh, age out, rage out, had a lot of pictures age from, out, from, from, from that ceremony. Um, Demon suck. Wow. That's I know, true. I know you're a big, um, you're a big IT guy. You, I think you work a little bit in professionally kind of in the IT field, uh, in, in a sense, you've got a lot of different hobbies that you have going on behind you, which we can definitely talk about uh, a little bit of a gaming nerd like Travis and I, so um i'm excited i'm excited to to catch up with you and 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 hear how some things are going but you know go ahead and, and you know take like a minute and and you know talk about yourself uh yeah, what, what what did we miss what what have you been up to <laughs> i mean it's been we've talked you know before just kind of off and on over the years and like tweeting at each other and saying stupid shit here and there but like tell us what you're up to man tell us what you've been doing over these past couple years yeah yeah so uh i guess Oh, wow. It's three years now. I uh, moved from Philly down to Virginia and uh, Alexandria. So right on the cusp of DC. Um, moved in with my lovely girlfriend, Margaret, who you also marched with. Yep. Um, marched in uh, Cadets 2012. Um, yeah. So moved down here. I've been, uh, you were right on the, uh, you're right on the IT work. I'm uh, a system administrator at a company called Octagon. Uh, talent and properties. Um, it's a sports management firm. Um, my job is uh, I, I run the IT for uh, for that company. So while my job may be boring, the company itself is not. Um, so you know we have some pretty high profile clients that uh, uh, it's a mixture of um, sport like their actual agents to their financial stuff. So um, managing athletes' lives on a day to day basis. So it's pretty sweet. Nice. Um, yeah, 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 and uh, I've been really trying to get the owner to get into some more esports. Um, he's he's a bit of an old school guy, but we've got some new people on staff that are you know really in tune with uh, at least like league and uh, and CS:GO. So nice. Um, yeah, yeah, yeah. So they've been trying to get him in there, um, but it's it's an awesome place to work. Uh, you know, we got pool tables, we got foosball tables, uh, golf outings, which I never go to because I'm trash at golf. <laughs> Um, yeah, man. Uh, so just been enjoying that living life down here. It's been crazy a little bit for the past month, but, <laughs> uh, just being so close to the district. Um, but yeah, other than that, I, you know, just like you guys, I got a bunch of hobbies, uh, all, all <laughs> really, really dumb, like fun shit to dumb shit. Um, you can see some of that probably behind me. Got a bike and some drones. It's not dumb shit, in my opinion, until you just ultimately decide to give it up. So it all yeah, falls under the fun shit category, in my <laughs> opinion. <laughs> until you're just like, okay, yeah, that was kind of dumb. You know what I mean? Like, Yeah, yeah. Why did I spend money on that? As long as it's bringing you joy, right? That's true. Isn't that what it's all about? That's what life is all about. It's the end yeah. of the day, man. <laughs> we're only here for x amount of years like what's yep. you know i mean that's why we're doing the podcast we don't make any money off of this <laughs> it's a pretty big time investment but we have a good time doing it so that's what it's all about yeah Boom. there so, you go all right yeah. i want to i want to start with the option that's to your left back there if i'm if i'm reading this right you have a drone sitting over there on oh, a I table a you got a yeah. couple oh okay. god now now these are racing drones right yeah, 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 like like the drone racing league or whatever. Obviously, that that would be the aspiration. Fly right? through but like the, colored rings through stadiums exactly. and shit like that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah now, yeah. now I have a drone. I have a, a DJI Phantom Three. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
that is nothing close to what you have, right? Like uh, mine has a nice 1080p camera on it and stuff like that. Yours is made for speed, accuracy, and precision, right? Exactly. Yeah. So so Um, what do you, what do you do with that? Do you compete? Is it just a hobby? Is it? It's literally just a hobby. Uh, I have a, met a couple friends down here who are into the same thing. The, the actual name for the drone are FPV drones. So first person view. So you fly them actually at like you put on goggles and you look like you're in the actual drone itself um here i'll bring one over i'll show you awesome so these are really sweet actually the the company who makes the goggles is dji so you know they're um, nice little connection that way but the front here you can see the little camera Mm -hmm. Uh that's what you fly through and then there's a little holder here for a gopro um, and shameless plug, you can follow me on uh, YouTube and Instagram, polyfpv, all one word. Um, oh, shit. I don't know okay. that I knew that. We're going to yeah. plug in that. We're definitely going to plug him that. famous. <laughs> um, yeah, but it's just a, a fun little hobby. Uh, I actually just built a racing drone. So the difference between that one and this one is you don't put a camera on this. It's really light, really fast. Uh-huh. Um, these will go about mm, 80, 90 miles an hour. Um, really, they're really quick. Um, but it's all manual, right? So um, you have joysticks, you're in the goggles, um, put on some put on some tunes and just kind of fly. Um, they go from all the way up to that. I have some of these. These are called tiny whoops. I know I'm getting like really deep in this. No, no I'm like, I'm like, actually fascinated by this right so now. I have so many these, questions. These are tiny whoops. Ooh, little guys. So these are little like 65 millimeter quads. You can see how tiny they are in my hand. Uh-huh. But uh-huh. same deal. They have a camera in the front. Um, and these I actually race. So um, the races for these are really cool. Uh, people make, um, they're called dynamic gates, and they have mirrors and smoke through them. So when you're flying through, it looks all trippy and stuff when it goes through your, uh, your goggles. But, uh, yeah, it's a fun little hobby I kind of picked up. I, I heard about it on the, like, maybe two or three years ago. I saw a couple videos. Um And there's like a couple famous drone pilots that have pretty big YouTube channels out there. Mm -hmm. Um, And then one day I just found a Discord, like a local, it's called Fly DMV. And there ended up being like five, 600 people who were into this. And I met a couple guys around me and uh, they kind of got me into the hobby and had me started flying around them. And now it's really, uh, I don't do so much of the racing I do. It's called freestyle. So you'll find like a building or something to fly around, do tricks. Um, and uh yeah it's just uh just all about that it's just you know having a good time with some buds i think i've seen a couple of your like maybe instagram posts or somewhere mm-hmm. on twitter maybe where you've you've done a couple of those like freestyle free form whatever you want to call it where you're kind of like flying through some trees and like going up buildings kind of flipping around and coming straight back down them and all that sort of stuff so is that is that what you're talking about where you're yeah. just kind of like it, it, it's it, i would imagine it's like the drone version of like street skating Exactly. In, in, in like the like 90s very... where where you see like a you see like a seven set of stairs in front of a school and you're like yeah i could totally ollie that but instead you're looking at a building like yeah i could scale I could that with down that. Yeah. 13 and a half drones like um <laughs> that's crazy dude and so you've got a youtube channel you've just been like making videos and kind of just like putting out all this different kind of content um which i've seen some of it and, and it's like super fascinating um it's definitely kind of crazy. I mean, it's it's uh, it was a lot to learn real fast. Mm-hmm. I think that what got me into it is so quickly is just uh, you know I love I love flying. Um, it's 
it's so much closer than getting like a private pilot's license. And like, you're almost there, you're in the goggles, you, you're not, you're 150 feet in the air anyway, but it's just so, it's so fun. It's so exhilarating to uh, go towards like a, a high, you know, a high rise or something, dive down it. And you're looking through the actual lens of this little craft that you built and soldered <laughs> together and stuff. And, you know, and it's, it's, uh, it's just really exhilarating. It's fun. And then, you know, part of it is crashing. So the amount of times I've crashed these things, you crash, something breaks, an arm breaks or motor breaks, you got to rebuild it. It's, uh, it is definitely a hobbyist kind of hobby. No, that's, um, that's kind of what I was going to ask next is like the building process of these drones, because I know like Travis's drone, for example, that DJI, uh, DJI or whatever it is, like that's a pre-built drone. Travis bought that whole thing. It's just one component. If one piece breaks on it, he's probably got to go back to DJI to either get it fixed or get a replacement part or a whole new drone. Mm -hmm. For you, it's a little different, right? Where you've got mm -hmm. this drone that you can probably buy full kitted racing drones or, or freestyle drones or whatever you want to call them, but you have actually pieced these together, like sourcing motor parts and camera mm -hmm. parts and all that stuff, right? Yeah, yeah, exactly. It's okay. like a it's like a PC, right? So you can buy pre-builts. Um, you can go to iBuyPower and get, hey, I want X, Y, and Z. You can do all the same thing for drones, <laughs> um, or you can piece it together. So if you want, you know, uh, a higher end part for for one particular thing, and then like a, a lower end part um, for one other thing, you can piece that stuff together and build it. The hardest part was learning how to solder, because um, mm. everything everything you have to solder together. So the motors all come into the electronic speed controller, which connects, you got to solder that to the flight controller. So it's like, it's a lot of stuff. And like, you can see all like the, the bundle of wires in the middle of this thing. Oh, geez. Um, so like, you know, this might not be the cleanest build in the world, but it works. Um, mm -hmm. and, uh, yeah, no, it's, it's all about like, uh, I got a little practice board, a practice soldering board from micro center. <laughs> And uh, I just, you know, got some solder in my soldering iron, just started practicing, making, making it, it's kind of like a, what a welder would do when practicing, you know? Um, but yeah, it is, it, it definitely is. A, I mean, with any hobby, it's like a huge rabbit hole, right? <laughs> uh, so you find one thing and then all of a sudden, you know, I have this entire, like, these are just from here to the floor are just different miscellaneous drone parts, right? Nice. So yeah, I got like spare arms and spare flight controllers and spare video transmitter it's like man yeah so all of those are like purchase parts like kind of spare parts that you have but are you able to like make any parts so if you had i don't know if you have a 3d printer but if you had one could you with the right materials and the right pla plastic or whatever make yeah. parts for all of these? i printed these mounts so this uh is tpu okay so I, have an, I have an ender three yep. um and uh, yeah, I printed printed these. I printed this little antenna mount in the back. Um, printed these little there's wire protectors here. They're made out of uh, PLA. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, so it's all on Thingiverse. That's mm -hmm. like a, a huge staple. Of this hobby when I got when I started like really getting into it, I was like, you got to get a 3D printer. You got to get a 3D printer because it it just makes sense. You you think like one of those mounts you buy them, it's like twenty five dollars. And uh, Ender, and you you know you buy f like eight of them, you're already to an Ender three at 180, right, or mm -hmm. 200 bucks. So um, it just made more sense, and that saved saved me so much time and money waiting for shipping and stuff. And it is cool, like printing this little like 
doodads or like I have like a dead mouse head that I printed out of PLA or whatever, you know. Um, awesome. I always like. 3D printing is a total aside to the whole drone thing. Like, I miss having access to a 3D printer because it was just mm -hmm. so much fun to be like, I wonder if somebody's made that. You go on Thingiverse, of course, eight people have made, like, the CAD drawings for it. Download the file, throw it in the printer, print it all out. Like, at one time I had, a like, a, a replica Halo 1 pistol that I had I had printed, nice. and it, it had, like, the mag, the slide, everything was functional. Oh, God, really? It. Yeah, it was fully That's sweet, fully functional. Um. Zach will have one next week. Yeah, yeah so, now I'm going to go on Thingiverse and find it. Yeah, so there you go. So it was it was fully functional, the whole nine yards. I remember printing it um, back. What, it, this was when I used to work um, up at OU. Um, I printed it out, and campus police walked by one day, and he was like, are you printing a gun? <laughs> I was like, yeah, it's it's like a, it's, it, it's a, it's a gun from a video game. And he was like, well, let me see it. And this was the point where I had installed the slide, but I hadn't oh, fully attached it yet, so it was still held on by rubber bands. So he like held it here, pulled it back, and like racked it, just let it go. And it snapped in, and he was like, God, I wish my pistol handled like that. <laughs> and just like set it down and walked away. But like 3D printing is just like it's it's so cool for like just like the fun portion of it, for just mm -hmm. like being a like a creator and wanting to see what you can print out. But like the practical use of it for you literally saving time and money, just buying a spool of plastic. And printing out a piece to your drone to be like, okay, I, I maybe spent what, like 13 and a half cents on this as opposed to $32 with shipping and five days of waiting for it to get here. So, yeah. Um, no, that's, that's awesome. So it is. No, go no, ahead. Go ahead. Go no, for I was going to say, it is crazy, like 3D printers, how um, I feel like they've definitely come into the mainstream these past like two years, two or three <laughs> years, especially with COVID. You know, you have makers. Uh, like local makers turning out like printing out 3D face masks for for uh, PPE and stuff. Um, it is really cool to have. It's just like I when I originally bought one, I was like, oh, what am I gonna do with this? I'm gonna print out like three or four things and then put it away. And like it's just so dumb easy. You go on Thingiverse, you find some little trinket like a pair of scissors or like a grabber or something, mm -hmm. and you're like, oh, this will only take like you know six hours or whatever. And um, the, the great thing about the, like the 3d printing community is, uh, everybody is so supportive of one another and everything is pretty much free. Like, um, when I bought my printer, there were a couple parts that you needed to buy to it, to be able to print the, uh, TPU, the, the, the flexible filament. Mm -hmm. And the cool thing about it was everything that you needed, you could just print, <laughs> right? So, um, you, you needed this little, like a relocator for a bracket. Oh, you could just print that out of PLA and, uh. It, like you can make this into like a $500 like capable printer for $200 and some you know 68 cents in filament um but all that stuff is just available for free people engineers in their free time just making the stuff for to make their printer better throw it up on Thingiverse for free it's awesome right so, that's like really cool so I kind of have a love-hate relationship with 3d printers right like practically I think they're awesome and I know a story of somebody who like the handle on their dryer broke and they just printed out a new handle, popped it in and boom, they have a new handle, right? Like stuff like that is awesome, but I'm a machinist. Okay. So I make things out of raw material all day. That's how I, that's how I bought the house. That's how I pay the bills. And when I was in school for it, 3d printers were just like starting to become purchased by these industrial companies and stuff like that. Right. And at, 
at college, we had one that was pretty precise. Like it was a pretty good one. And everybody was like, oh, this machine's going to put you out of business, right? Yeah. Like this machine's going to make it so your future is in jeopardy and stuff like that, right? Like literally trying to get me to not go through this course at their, their college because a 3D printer is going to put me out of work. Now, a 3D printer is nowhere near putting me out of work, right? Like what I do, I'm so much more precise. I, and it's a totally different building process, right? Like I take the raw material and cut it away to get the product that I want. Whereas in a 3D printer, it takes nothing and builds up the raw material in only the product that you want, plus supports and, and whatever. But mm -hmm. you, you know what I'm saying? It's an additive process as opposed to a subtractive process. And so many people were like, oh, it's going to jeopardize your future. Like they're coming for you. They're great for prototyping. They're great for, you know, you want to make a chess set, right? And you don't want to go spend $50 and buy a new one. You can just find a thing on Thingiverse. I think all that's fantastic. But the people out there, they're like, hey, your future's in jeopardy. You were wrong for now. I leave, I leave the future open to interpretation. But... <laughs> You guys think, made me not like you. I think and that's fair. I think you're you're right. Like prototyping is fine, but I don't think 3D just for the nature of how these things work by melting and sticking onto a board. I don't think they'll ever be as precise as a, like a lathe, like a like a lathe or something like that. You know, it's for yeah. I'm with you with like prototyping, but like if you if you need to hone an engine block or something, you're still going to a machine shop. Yeah. Like right. I work accurate to a ten thousandth of an inch. Yeah, you're not right? getting that with a three D printer. You're not bro. getting that. Yeah, <laughs> right. Yes. Well, that's true. I that's... always leave that open. Okay, a decade ago, a decade ago, people didn't know what a three D printer was, and now my sister has one in her house. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like, mm -hmm. the, you always have to leave the future open up for technological advances. I think the biggest thing, and like you're seeing this a lot at school campuses and elementary schools, like it's such a cool learning tool for computers Yeah. and, you know, being able to throw up Cura or something and have, you know, a, a 10 year old be able to 3D print a little figurine from like Fortnite or something. How cool is that? Like, oh, that's really sweet, right? And it's like, it's it, like the new age, like, you know, in, in grade school and middle school, you used to do like the, the balsa wood bridges or like oh, yeah, you used, used to do stuff like that. In technology figure, class. Yeah. Yeah, 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 exactly. This feels like a new age version of that, which is really cool because it's like, okay, we're going to teach you not only how to 3D model and, and pull up and, and shape out something, we're going to teach you how to make that come to life and, mm -hmm. and just kind of like, you know, forward the thinking process. And then from there, you honestly, you could do the same thing. Like you could build a bridge and then test how strong it is based on where you put the right struts or you filled in certain filament to make it more solid than hollow. Like all of those components come together. And in virtually the same way. Well, the, and, and something too is it brings a reality to your CAD drawing, let's just say, right? Like you give this student a project, they have to draw something in CAD. It can look right and not have the right support system, not have the right whatever. So when they go and click print on the 3D printer, it, it collapses or it whatever. I, I definitely think the 3D printer would be good for bringing the, three, the true 3D in your hand, look at it element to AutoCAD because mm -hmm. we see mistakes. I, I work with CAD every day of my life. We see mistakes in CAD every day that we just have to interpret and know what they mean to, to make the right part for them, right? It, 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 I definitely think in an elementary school setting, there's a huge 
application for 3D printers. All right, so we started with drones, ended at 3D printers because we're nerds. And now welcome to the Masterful Podcast. (laughs) I think I think the the other hobby I see behind you is a more recent hobby of yours. You got a big ass bicycle back there. Nice little fat tire mountain bike. Thick tires on there. What what's that? That's thick with three C's, man. What the (laughs) hell? That is here. Let me uh see if I can. Um, so that is a Diamondback Release 3. Um, yeah, I – so this is actually kind of related to uh, drones a little bit. So one of my buddies um, that I fly with frequently, he's like a – he's a huge into bikes, and he's big into, like, mountain biking. And I've, I, I had, like, a, like a, a Raleigh, like an old mountain bike just, like, riding around uh, years ago. And um, – like kind of like Travis, I've been wanting to get into a, a little bit more shape, right? So he helped me find like a nice full suspension bike. So you have uh, like an air suspension fork in the front. And then in the back, there is like a little shock there too. So the front is suspended and the rear is suspended. Just helps you go through like a, a jumps or like hard you know, uh, mountain bike terrain. Yep. And then I, yeah, I guess uh, maybe like uh, two months ago, I bought one um wrote it out for a little bit didn't quite fit me it was a little too large so i sold it and got that one uh just uh last week um but it's been a blast like i was super surprised how many trails there are local to me um and you know we're talking about uh like hand built hand damped like mountain bike flat trails with Mm -hmm. jumps and stuff um you know, literally 10 minutes from me, I can go into, like, there's this little district park that has, a like, a little downhill mountain bike thing with, like, 10 jumps on it. Um, That's, like, the community came together and started making it. And it's, like, really cool. And everybody's been super friendly also in in that, uh, um, in that hobby, too. Like, everybody's been super supportive. And my buddy Sashko and I have been just hitting up a couple local trails around us and it's really fun. It's like, it's a cool, fun workout, right? Cause, um, you know, you'll pedal up, uh, you know, three, 400 feet. And then the, uh, uh, I guess the reward for that is the downhill at the downhill portion of that, where you can just bomb a downhill with berms and stuff like that. And then you climb back up again. So it's nice, like, uh, interval training, I guess, right? Because mm. y- your, your heart rate will get up to, like, 170, and then you'll be able to rest as you go downhill, and then it goes back up for the climb. Um, and it's really fun. It's uh, it's, a little, it's a little expensive, like, to get a, a bike like that. It was definitely, like, my eyes had to open up. I'm like, okay, well, I'm definitely buying this used off Facebook Marketplace. And that. <laughs> um, I love that thing, dude. Yeah. But it's, like... Um, it's been really sweet. I I've been trying to get out almost every day. Um, I, you know, uh, it's a quick, like I have a bike rack for my car, just throw it up on there, take 10 minutes to go to this local trail around me. And there's even some like 45 minutes away. There's uh, a network of, you know, probably like 30 miles of trails. Um, yeah, it's really sweet. And like, it's, these are all single track mountain bike only trails. It's not even like it's a dual use trail. Right. So they're specific to just bikers, which is, pretty sweet and i'm uh uh, like margaret expressed interest in in getting one too so now i'm looking for a mountain bike first so we can uh we can do that together but it's like yeah so is this is this just like the barrier to entry is a bicycle or is there like you you had to make sure you were comfortable with a bunch of things before you got on top of the mountain like is it just a grip it and rip it thing or was there (laughs) training involved 
yeah you committed to it so like the first thing before i did this was uh like i said my friend sashko is like a very in tune with that community already right so um he was like a bmx guy then he started getting and he's like okay you need to watch like this channel this channel and this channel on youtube like to just tutorial videos right and it's silly stuff like i think having written and i am by no means an expert by the way so this like but um the biggest thing you need to learn is like uh bike control so if you can stand up on the pedals without like moving back and forth you need to be able to do that pretty consistently at least for like two or three seconds and then being able to bunny hop is the other thing Ooh. Um, now a lot of these trails like if they if they're not like a jump trail they don't have a jump so you don't need to worry about it but if you do go off of a jump and you don't know how to like preload the bike and spring up then you're gonna have a bad day <laughs> That's how you have a like a like just tire goes straight down into the dirt and you fly off the end of the bike. Um, has, has that happened? Oh have- my god, bro! <laughs> <laughs> I have bruises on my leg just from last week. <laughs> oh no! <laughs> yeah. Um, but it's you know it's it is a blast and you know the the cool thing about it is uh, the age ranges. Uh, so yesterday we were just all. Um, uh, I was at my local trail just doing a couple loops. It's like a four-mile loop, so it's like really easy to just bomb it. And um, there were a group of people there from Maryland. There were like three or four of them with really heavy-duty bikes. We're talking like serious downhill, like $10,000 bikes. Like, God. Yeah. I, that, yeah, right? And first that of all, hurts. my first – Yeah. My first – well, yeah. When Like, hold on. Let me uh, spend the amount of bike that – like. You could buy a car. Mm-hmm. You could buy a halfway decent Cars. Toyota Camry for that. Yes. Yes. Like, yes. Now, I, you know, if that's your hobby and, you know, if you get that much out of it as exorbitant yeah. to, in my mind as that is, you know, um, you know, it, you know, hobby, hobbyists have come in all shapes and sizes and bank accounts and all that stuff. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah. If you got 10 grand to spend on a bike, bro, I think you're doing pretty good. <laughs> right. Oh, shit. Um, but yeah, they were just as down to earth as like, uh, you know, I think sometimes um, it's a lot like cars. And I don't know if you guys, uh, Travis, I know you might you might be in, in the cars a little bit, but like a lot of preconceived notions about people with higher end cars. Like I'll go to a Cars and Coffee and I'll see a guy with like a Ferrari or something. Um, most of the time they're really down to earth, down to talk to you. It's not like they're going to scoff at you, be like, get out of here, you peons. And I think it was like kind of the same with these guys with these really hardcore bikes. Like uh, I roll up and they ask me, oh, dude, is that like the, uh, the Diamondback, blah, blah, blah. And I'm like, yeah. And like just striking up a conversation with me because we have a shared interest is really sweet. Regardless of, you know, our like barrier to entry price-wise, it didn't really matter. They're just there to ride and have fun. Yeah. A, the- a, a lot of a lot of like what you were just talking about with like the dude's still – he's still a cool guy even though he has a ferrari right if he's the kind of person who's gonna go to a cars and coffee type thing he doesn't just have that car because he's a rich asshole and somebody told him a ferrari was a cool car to drive right Right. yeah he might be lucky enough to have the money to afford a ferrari but he's a car guy at heart he's a gearhead at heart whatever the right Mm -hmm. right phrase is right Mm -hmm. and and it's the, the same situation with you, you could say musicians. There could be a, a saxophone player that has a $10,000 saxophone that sees your $2,000 saxophone and doesn't think, oh, what a loser. They think, oh, I had that 10 years ago or whatever, right? So like yeah. it, it, it so much more depends on why they're into it than the fact that they're into it, right? Mm-hmm. 
like what, what was that guy martin Shkreli? He was he was just a rich asshole, right? Yes. Nobody liked him, but there's somebody who has just as much money of him as him, who's still a cool guy, who still likes cars, no matter what it is. No matter. I just said Martin Scarelli. I kind of hate myself. Oh, I had almost forgotten that name until you said it. To be honest, I did. Um, <laughs> man, that's that's super exciting though. Like I. <sighs> I kick myself because I, I really want to get back into biking. Um, my my buddy Brian, who's out here, is is really big into mountain biking. And around here, there's a there's a small handful of trails just kind of in like our immediate area. And then there's, there's some others you kind of have to drive to. But they're I think they're the same way. They're like community built. Like people come together and and manipulate the track a little bit here and there, or they'll like you know make sure things are padded down. And if it's getting worn, they'll kind of fix it. Um, there's a trail that we drove by the other day. Um, that's, that's kind of the same thing. It kind of navigates through this park in, in McKinney and everything. My bike, the, the, or the bike that I have is, uh, is nowhere near as durable as yours, at least for what yours does. Mine's actually a cyclocross bike. Um, you know, so I've, I've got one of those. I have never been in a cyclocross race, but maybe one of these days I will, um, when I get titanium knees and, and all that sort of stuff. <laughs> but, um, no, man, that's it, biking is super awesome. Um, and you know, it's one of those things where it's definitely a community thing. It's probably the same thing with the drones, right? It's a very big community thing where, you know, people will help you along and, and teach you how to do things or teach you how to ride better or fly better or all, you know, whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, the really cool part, because you mentioned that the two were kind of related. I think I saw a video of you the other day following uh, what I'm assuming is one of your friends or somebody else down a trail so you're trying to mix the two of these things together yeah. right yeah yeah that's uh the trail that i was on is uh actually the one that i was just talking about and that was uh um i think we went there i just happened to have it in the back of my car i'm like oh dude you know it'd be a sweet idea like let me follow you through this trail as you uh just you know ride ride it and uh yeah no that was a a little fun like uh um like mix and match kind of thing you know i can't um, i can't imagine like I, I, he's probably used to it. The guy, the guy you were following is probably super used to it or, or whatever. But like, if, if I'm, you know, if I'm flying down this mountain or flying down this trail and I just hear this like whizzing sound behind me, I'm like, fuck, it's going to hit me. Or I'm going to like, you know, fake the pilot out and it's going to run into each other. Like that would, that would kind of freak well, me out a little bit. <laughs> let me show you this. So the, uh, the drone that I follow him with is this, it's called a Cine whoop. Right. Okay. Yeah. So you'll you notice it has like ducks around the props, right? Yeah. That so way you, you don't hit anybody. <laughs> yeah. So if you hit some, if you hit something, you know, you don't have to worry about uh, it hurting them. But like, um, I think I find like, because we've gone to a couple bike parks, um, that have you know, uh, dirt jumps and there's like a little skate park there. Mm -hmm. Action sports people are love the idea of having like a highlight reel, right? Yeah. yeah. So if you have if you have people who are there to like go off jumps and stuff. They will like you ask them like, "Hey, do you mind if I like follow you on this?" Their answer is, "Hell yeah!" Like, what's your mm -hmm. YouTube channel? You know what I mean? Um, there so you that go. was that's like a, a a cool thing to worry about. And like when um, I had people asking me like, "Hey, can you follow me next?" Blah 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 blah. Um, but it's uh, yeah, it's really fun. And with these, like, you're not you ain't hurting anybody with this unless you mm -hmm. like stick your finger in here. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> and if you do Unless that, you're we, trying, right? <laughs> yeah, if, if you do that, we have other problems. <laughs> Fair, seriously. But, but yeah, I mean, I've I've hit people with this before, like just like a bump on the back or something as they're riding. It doesn't doesn't hurt them too much. But uh, but yeah, that's I would I, I'm not comfortable enough. I've seen people fly with those drones, and like 
Um, not there yet. Putting, yeah, no. And just putting on props, I can cut my fingers on this this propellers. So mm-hmm. uh, I ain't even going near that. <laughs> <laughs> that's yeah. That's just for fun flips and uh, flips and loops and stuff. Man, I love it. So you, you you've got you've got quite a bit of a hobbying going on there between the drones and the biking, and I'm sure that that doesn't even scratch the surface of like all of the. Well, you know what it was? Things. It was like when I moved down here and like, not to like pity party, but like, uh, you know, I grew up in Philadelphia. I've lived in Philadelphia my whole life. So when I moved down here, all my friends were in Philly mm-hmm. and um, uh, finding new friends, <laughs> finding new friends, like going to like a, a different <laughs> high school. And, um, Zach finding, was just a lonely out of town boy. Yeah, really. Like, <laughs> and, like, I'm a people person. I love hanging out with people. Like it's, uh, it's so I had to find a way to find new friends and, mm-hmm. uh, I think like the drone thing, I was like, well, shit, well, I'm down here anyway. I might as well like inject myself into like some like group, you know? Um, so I, f- I found a couple friends with them and uh, oddly enough, some of them were into the same stuff that I was. So, uh, and you probably know this, I'm like big into cars and the automotive mm-hmm. culture. And um, two of my really good friends now just happened to have like a, a Subaru and the other one had a golf, you know, a, a Volkswagen. Oh, yeah. So like, I was in there and now, you know, we hang out. We'll, uh, um, well, not so much during COVID, but like, uh, you know, before all that went down, we were like going to car shows every, every weekend, hanging out, flying drones and stuff. So it was all in the name of just finding some people to hang out with when I moved down here. And, uh, it kind of like evolved from that, you know? Nice. No, that's, that's awesome though, that you were able to find, uh, you know, a lot of people with, with those common commonalities and, and common hobbies and everything like that. And I'm sure that like, COVID probably in an odd way supports that more because everyone's a little more online and interconnected through like discord communities or like subreddits and, and, and all these other sorts of things. So that probably helps kind of uplift and accelerate a lot of different idea sharing and, and collaborating and all this sort of stuff. Yeah. Well, the, the bikes, that was the biggest thing, right? When COVID hit, like everybody needed to find some shit to do. Right. Exactly. <laughs> you, couldn't, you couldn't go out anymore. So like a lot of people like, there was like a huge thing on camping. There were, Hey, Travis got a dog, so it's fine. Oh my god, really? Yeah. <laughs> I got a dog three days oh, before the lockdown. Yep, that's Yoda. Oh. Travis is like, I need a friend, and then Yoda showed up. Yep. Oh, that's a good name. All right, yeah. so uh, since we're talking about him, I found him at like an app that was an animal shelter, right? Like he's a rescue. I got him at 13 weeks, so he was still a puppy, oh. but technically he's a rescue. He's, he's transported up from Georgia, and his name was Travis. Like, so I'm looking through this app and it's like, oh, I want to find a dog I like. And I see my name, right? Oh my God. And I click on it. it. I click on it. It was like 20 miles from home, half German shepherd, half lab. Like, all right, I'm down. I've been a lab guy my whole life. I'll I'll get a little German in this. That's okay. (laughs) uh, Yeah, he's great. He's fun. He's so much fun, dude. I love dogs. Dogs are simply the best. I I grew up like a cat person. And uh, I'm sorry. Well, that, dude, you know what the funny thing was? I was actually thinking about this the other day because I remember getting into an argument with Evan Berry on tour one year about, like, cats versus dogs, and I was adamant that cats are the fucking best because you don't have to take them out, blah, 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 blah. And then in 2013, I got my first dog, and all that literally just went right out the window. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> all right. So I was literally just having this conversation yesterday with my mother, right? Like, I like cats. Don't get me wrong. I like mm-hmm. to go up and pet them. And when they, like, you're sitting on the couch and they come cuddle with you, like, that's cool, right? Like, I got no issues there. But I was talking to my mom and I was like, 
the fun part about Yoda is I can throw a ball and he'll just take off, right? Like, that's the game you can play with him. And you can pretty much always play that with him. Now, when he gets older, obviously, you kind of have to temper it a little bit. But you can always do that. With a cat, when they're inside, an indoor cat, you know, when they're young, you can get the laser pointer out and they go and pounce on it or whatever. (laughs) Or you you can, you know, we always used to take like a fishing pole and put just a bobber on the end and no hook. And like slowly reel it in and the cat would pounce and then you reel it in more. Like just little games like this, right? But when a cat turns about six, all of that stops. <laughs> like they're not interested anymore. They just want to sit on your furniture and, and you know, they get mad at you when you show back up. Whereas a dog, when you show back up, they're like, oh, oh my human's back. My human's back, right? So Cats, literally, for the last half of their life, all they're doing is pooping in a box for you to clean up. Probably plotting right? your demise in some yeah, shape, way, or they're form, they're trying right? to kill you, and they're making you <laughs> clean their poop. Yoda, his whole life, with the exception of accidents, I just open a door, and then he goes, finds a spot, and poops. Like, I don't have to pick that up. I got two acres of land. The chances <laughs> I'm going to step on it are pretty low. It can stay there. Okay. They become one with the earth soon enough. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. Fertilizer or something. I'm one yeah. with the environment, one shit at grow- a time. You're growing your lawn. Just think about it that way. Exactly. Exactly. So I'm definitely a dog person through and through. There are some cats that I do love out there. Like my parents have a cat who's an outdoor cat who's 20. Jesus. That cat just won't die. I remember <laughs> being 23 and thinking to myself, I don't know if this cat's going to make it through the winter. And here I am about to turn 31. And that cat's just like, you, I am making it through this winter. She's still kicking. She's still out there. She's blind. You know, all she can do is smell. She can't hear. And it's like, ooh, I just burped as I said like. And and she's just as happy as could be. It's crazy. I think dogs are like, if you've never had one, a dog is a tougher sell, right? Because it's like definitely way more of a commitment. You have like, to train them. Yeah, you, you have, have to train yeah. them. There's yeah, more maintenance. With a, with, a, with a cat, you can literally just, like, bring it home and have it fuck off for the rest of its life. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Show where it has to go to the bathroom and where it gets food, and then you're golden. Yep. Um, with a dog, you know, there's just so much more of that, like, entry, like, like commitment. You got to find somebody to train it. Like, because, uh, you know, we've all seen an untrained dog. It's, like, just, like, no holes barred. It's, like, ah! so mm-hmm. um, yeah we were uh it's uh I, I i don't think i would ever go back you know my my parents have a uh have a cat uh yeah they still have a cat um, <laughs> you have like um but yeah i mean uh it's literally like doesn't come to greet you at the door that's like i think that's the best thing like i could be i could literally just go outside to pick like throw the trash out I come back in, my dog's like, oh my god, I never thought you were coming back. <laughs> <laughs> They're always so happy to see you, right? Yeah. Like, that's, that's the thing about dogs. I can let my dog out. He can go run around for five, ten minutes, you know, do whatever he's got to do. And then when I go back outside, he's like, no matter where he is, it's like, a human. I can see him. I need to be near him, right? Like, Dead there's a chance he picks up a ball or a stick, and I have to go get it for him. <laughs> like, mm-hmm. they're so happy. And, and I, look, I, I, I have a dog that sits behind me all the time. That was my family dog who passed away young, and it broke. It absolutely breaks your heart because dogs become part of the family. You know, it, 
I lived here for three months by myself. I got a dog and, and I can, I talk to him all the time. Like, Hey bud, what are we doing? You know, like, it's nice to have that, especially with my mind. Like it's nice to have something to interact with and he, they get so excited and their tail wags and it's just, ugh, dogs are great. I think like the, uh, uh, you got, uh, Chris, I know you're on TikTok, Travis, are you on TikTok? No. Okay. <laughs> it's a sore subject. With emphasis. I'm like, it's scary because uh, me and Mike Phillips, like we'll send each other TikToks back and forth and stuff. And I think we've gotten to the point where our timelines are so one close and too scary. Like the fact they, they mm-hmm. recommend some of the craziest stuff that's so niche, but like right down my alley. Like I swear to God, the other day I got a TikTok that was somebody with a dog, like a Bernie's mountain dog, like I have and uh a drone and i was like you gotta be kidding me like, like what this is it in the world is going on you've been data mined <laughs> yeah if some if, if some government gets a hold of wherever <laughs> these servers are i am so screwed <laughs> president president g knows everything about you dude it's it's crazy trying. it's crazy how like how drilled down to like your likes and and everything like that they can get to to I just mean, like certain hell. topics and and everything and yeah yeah this is everything i remember having a conversation with somebody about plates right not googling them not looking them up but then like i open up facebook and i open up whatever and there they are all the ads every fourth post is an ad anymore and there's ads on the sidebars and just all these different kinds of plates showed up like That's right. That's, that's what money real. is, right? Big data. That's what that's, you know, uh, I, I don't deal in, in that kind of tech, but, you know, I'm familiar with it enough where, like, that's where all the money is. These companies, like, they want to know trends. And mm-hmm. uh, sadly enough, we as humans are predictable enough to be able to be put in these little cylinders of different kinds of people by yep. different kinds of things, right? So, like, um, I always love hearing the stories about like the, uh, like, like Travis, or you're just saying like, Oh yeah, I wasn't even looking up plates that just happened to suggest them for me. Well, it probably at some point in time, like it, they have some data to back up the reason why they gave you like a plate ad, you know, it's, yep. it's crazy. And it's, it's insane to see how much, you know, that's, that's why all these companies are so like profitable and wealthy because they sell data. They sell like, um, they sell your data to other companies, marketing agencies, blah, blah, blah. Um, and, you know, that's huge. People, like, that, that's how companies sell stuff, right? Yeah. <laughs> but think about it. Like, if you were a part of that business, right? Like, you work for Fiestaware, and your job is to sell plates. Do you want to put in a, a billboard on the side of the road and, and you know, hope that a couple people driving by want to buy plates and see your billboard, remember the number, remember the website, whatever it is, and go to it? Or do you want to know that somebody is in the market for plates and then put your company out there? Yeah. Like it just makes more sense to be more. I wanted to think with who you're yeah. looking through the feed. I wanted to pop up and literally be right in front of your face. You know, yep. what I mean? I, 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 I'm, I'm sorry. You're a caseless phone phone man. <laughs> I like to live life dangerously. Now I'm an Otterbox guy. Okay. I like to live life very protected <laughs> and very safe. But uh, you're caseless. To, what, what is this caseless? Do not live caseless Apple. life. Okay. Let me, all right, soapbox for a second. (laughs) Johnny Ives spent countless hours meticulously 
going over different designs for the case of this iPhone 11, right? Maybe not the 11, maybe the 11 Pro. He probably gave the 11 to an intern. Yeah, probably. But yeah. hours of different CAD drawings, endless prototypes, back and forth shipping, spent millions of dollars to create this device. And I'm going to put it in a fucking case. <laughs> Are you kidding me? <laughs> I'm doing them a disservice. I paid my price for this goddamn product. I'm going to look at it. I don't care if it has dings all over it. <laughs> See, that's that's the thing, though. The only thing that's at risk on my phone is the screen, right? But I pay $11 a month to Samsung that if I break the screen, it's $25 to get a new screen, right? Like, that seems worth it to me. I hate I even tempered glass screen protectors. I hate them. I hate them being really. Yeah, they oh, drive me I don't insane. think I could live without the the tempered glass was a like screen protector was a game changer, man. I don't think. Oh, I it's could. definitely better than those plastic things that were on there before them. But it, I I just prefer the the touch of the glass of the phone, right? And if it breaks, I have a method to fix it, right? Like <laughs> I, I I'm prepared for that. Mm -hmm. but, when I pull this out of this wonderful OtterBox, which, you know, the engineers at OtterBox spent hours meticulously going over <laughs> this Note 20 and saying, oh, we need it to fit the contours just perfect. We need it to be rubber wow. so when it bounces, it absorbs, but we need it to be firm underneath so nothing can move, okay? Bro, they just copy and pasted from the Note 1, <laughs> expanded hey. by 10%. And hey, so you know what? <laughs> I have my stylus and I love it. Okay. No, I use it all the time. I think that's great. I, I, if you could like, I love the idea of the iPhone max or like whatever the, the large size is, but like uh, my buddy has a note has always had notes and he swears by the stylus. Oh yeah. Um, uh, yep. I've had every note since the note three mm -hmm. and I love it. I even have the note seven, the one that was going to kill you. Mm -hmm. Like, Oh yeah, it, yeah. It was a great <laughs> the phone. time bomb. Yeah. Uh, it was either the Note 7 or the Note 8, but like it was, it was fantastic. I loved it. I had it for three weeks and then I walked into the store to pay my bill or something like that. And they're like, oh, we can't let you walk out with that it, because, you know, the recall happened or whatever. And here's my yeah. thing with it, with Android versus iPhone. And uh, I don't, sh I'm sure that you've talked about this before, but like I'm a tech guy, right? Like tech guys, we always want to try the Android phone because that's like the phone that you just get especially in IT, if you're seen with an iPhone, you're like some pleb, right? Yep. <laughs> so uh, I've tried countless times. Um, like when the, the Pixel came out, I got the Pixel, went back to iPhone. Uh, the Even like the, I tried the OnePlus, uh, what's the, the better OnePlus that was supposed to like 6R, I think, or I, whatever. Yeah, I tried that one, went right back to iPhone. Tried the Pixel 4 XL went right back to iPhone. And the one thing I don't mind the operating system, I can get used to it. I think like aesthetically Android looks better than iOS, right? I don't think that's Fact. up for, I don't think that's up for contest. I think it looks beautiful. But man, iMessage, I cannot <laughs> not have iMessage. And it's like <sighs> you're so much in it's it's I'm it's so like the ecosystem. psychological impact of blue versus green text messages. I'm so used to be able to get a full resolution video instead of getting a stupid like one by one box that I need to squint and the audio sounds like when they're talking. Like, yeah, I can't do it. And like, what am I gonna say? Oh, send it over Messenger? No. What am I gonna say? Download WhatsApp? Hell no. 
I'm not getting all my friends to download WhatsApp. I have one group of friends that uses WhatsApp and ha- because half of them are out of the country. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, uh, I think Apple, I think it's a shame and it makes sense why they won't. I think it's a shame that Apple doesn't expand iMessage to Android. Think about how many people want to use that service, but they literally just can't. Um, but yeah, that's just the one thing. And it's like a deal breaker for me. Okay. So I am, I am the member of this round table that is team Android here. And let me talk to you for a second. I don't give a shit <laughs> that I have a different color text when you send me a text message or that you have to, you know, if I switch from Apple to Android, you have to change a setting because now you can't send me iMessages anymore, right? Like, get over it. Send me a damn text message. Upload it to Google Drive. Download Dropbox. Whatever you have to do to send me that damn video, do it. Make it happen, okay? I realize that Apple, the one thing they have going for them is ease of access, right? I can give an iPhone to my 88-year-old grandmother and she can figure it out, right? Whereas if I put this thing in front of her, it'll intimidate her. But I don't care. Figure it out. My Android is awesome. I've been a note guy since the beginning, and I love it. You, you guys pay way too much money because it's Apple, okay? Your hardware sucks. It doesn't keep up. And, yeah, th- th- that's, that's my rant. But uh-uh. the, the ecosystem, I don't need to hear about it. It's bullshit. I mean – to be fair, all of the friends that I normally talk to who have Androids, I never text. Like Travis, I rarely text you, and we well, talk yeah, almost you and every I are single day. And are on Discord all exactly. The time, yeah. Hayden is the exact same way. I am chatting with Hayden more through Snapchat and Discord than I am texting him. I think the last time I texted Hayden, uh, it was like October of last year. Like, I just. I just don't. All of the friends that I message and all of the friends that I'm normally texting, like they all have iMessage. Like Zach, when your your name popped up on my phone, I was like, oh, cool. He's got an Apple or uh, an iPhone. Like I don't have to worry about, you know, the green text messages or, or anything like that. Like my thing with Apple versus Android, honestly, I love, I, I'm with Zach like 100%. I love like the aesthetics. I love, you know, the customization of the operating system and, and the way that these phones are laid out and all that sort of stuff. But like at this, I started on Android. Like I had an Android phone for like five years or something like that. But just the ecosystem that I fell into with, you know, working at, at OU and having like, you know, an Apple laptop and being given an iPad and an iPhone, like it all just synced up like that. And there's sure there's ways to make it work between Android and and other phones and or you know Android and and other laptops and and whatever. Don't care. Like I've fallen into that that ecosystem and it just works so well for me that I don't really want to switch really at all. Like there's there's just no point in me doing it. Well, Apple did their job then, right? I mean, in in a way, right? Like they Apple Apple got me. Like ooh, they they got me and now I'm sitting here in front of like my iPhone 11 Pro, my my iPad is over here off to the side. Like the no, the only non Apple device in the house is the the computer I'm on right now. So like, and even then, it's not really that big a deal because I've got iCloud syncing and it's fine. So, I think that's the benefit of having a company make all your device de- devices right. So mm-hmm. like, they don't have the burden of like a Samsung to be compatible with some messaging app on Windows that they don't give a shit about. Because why would they? <laughs> um, and that's like I think that's a that's a, a downside, but it's also like um, 
it, it's the customization. Uh, like I was just thinking about the customization thing on on Android. Like just the fact that you can download like a different launcher. Uh, I don't want to use the Google launcher for it. I'm going to download Nova launcher or whatever and be able to. Mm-hmm. That's awesome. Apple would never do that. I mean, they just recently gave us the ability to change what our icons look like. And even that is shady and doesn't look and like still doesn't function as well as Android does. Um, but, uh, but yeah, man, um, I message or die. I ain't changing my point of view on that one anymore. <laughs> Me I tried, either. I tried, man. <laughs> I choose death. <laughs> Jesus, man. Some people are just, man, at the end of the day, with, different, bro. with technology at the end of the day, man, I'm just like, you know what? People can like what they like. I mean, I think we're, I've had this discussion with other people like we're we're in the age with technology where like everything for a standard user and I would I would classify a standard user as like none of us are our standard users like we all use technology probably a little bit more than most people I would say Zach especially you because you're working in that field but like for the everyday user like truly doesn't matter it's just like you just like what you like it's going to do all of the same stuff no matter what like you're still gonna be able to take pictures you're still gonna be able to send text messages make phone calls surf you know the the browser like safari or chrome or whatever it is and you're gonna be fine like where where it really starts to boil down and the differences in different like phone operating systems or tablets or computers or whatever is like how are you using it you know for specific functions like obviously you know if you're trying to play cyberpunk 20 well okay so nobody's really playing cyberpunk right now um but if, if you're okay i'm playing no, cyberpunk but no um if, if if somebody's like trying to play a a video game like you're going to want something that's got a more high-powered graphics card uh and and probably on the pc side of things but if you're just trying to surf the web it literally does not matter you know what the device has or, or how many core book and it's fine bingo right? exactly like it's all going to do the same basic stuff so like there's no need to argue about technology or or like you know the whole one versus another type thing is just like just enjoy what you enjoy and you know don't be a dick when somebody doesn't enjoy what you enjoy you know what i mean except for iMessage like if you don't enjoy iMessage then you can go jump off a cliff but you know yeah, dude. can i bring what a other, parachute what other messaging app lets you write congrats and it shoots confetti out <laughs> Facebook Messenger? Come on, man. Like, I literally think Facebook does that. Yeah, well, I don't want to give Zuck all my info. <laughs> That's fair. That's fair. Actually, me and my friend were talking about this. Uh, uh, Chris, you remember Corey Moore? Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So he, he, moved, he just moved down here. Nice. Um, and we were, we were just talking about it the other day. Like, Facebook, I, I try not to use Facebook anymore, but I'm addicted to Facebook Marketplace. Um, just because, like, dude, you can open that up. I don't want to like it. Just find something that I thought about in my mind thirty years ago that I wanted as a kid, and like then it's just pops up on Facebook Marketplace for me to buy. You know what I mean? If if Facebook was smart, and again they won't because it's not in their interest. But like they should just make a Facebook Marketplace app, bro. I don't want Facebook on my phone anymore. <laughs> right? You know? Yeah, Facebook Marketplace is it. I mean, when you start looking for deals, and I mean lately for me, we've been looking for like baby things or oh, yeah. like toys and shit like that. Like. I've been looking for weights, excuse me, like different weight sets and stuff like that. So yeah, no, I've totally, it, Facebook Marketplace is the shit. <laughs> Can we uh, take a tangent real quick to talk about a video game? I don't know if, uh, is this a video game? Can we talk about video games? Yeah. What, are, you, are we going to rant what? about, are we going to rant about Cyberpunk? I, I Give was, me your rant, Zach. I was thinking about this the other day and uh, I could, I could go on for an hour about this game that I'm about to bring up. 
because I think it was one of the worst launches in the history of video games ever. Wow. And it's not cyberpunk. <laughs> um, what what had a worse launch? Cyberpunk 2077 or the original Destiny? Oh my god. See, all right, the original Destiny was so hyped, right? Because it was Bungie coming out with another game, right? Bungie, the original makers of Halo, that whole crew got together and they were like, hey, we're making Destiny. Here we go. And the game sucked. Can I tell you about my Destiny experience? Bring it, and I got to give you just a little bit of background because it really adds to the story. Uh, I was working at Apple at the time. There were a bunch, obviously, there was a bunch of gamers that worked at Apple, right? Mm -hmm. So um, they were the ones who got me into Star Citizen. In fact, yep. you know, now that I'm thinking about it, they really only got me in the shitty games. <laughs> <laughs> so shout out to all of his former co-workers. You guys yeah. suck. Yeah, <laughs> shout, out for having me, Apple. shout out for having me buy that stupid uh, like uh, Aurora starter pack on Star Citizen. They really like, <laughs> messed me up for the rest of my life. Um, so I'll, I'll never forget this. You know, we all grew up playing Halo. Yeah. Halo is... I still think, fit, like, feel-wise, one of the best shooters ever made. Like, I'm playing that game is phenomenal. I can go back and play the Master Chief Collection and have a blast like I'm in sixth grade again. You know? It's, yeah. It is incredible. It's an awesome game. Um, and it's an awesome series. The new Halo, I'll hold my reservations because I thought the gameplay on that looked booty. But, mm -hmm. um, so... You know, Halo, uh, Microsoft severed ties with Bungie, this, that, and the other. Like, okay, we're, we're making our other game. Bungie's coming out with this game. I'm like, all right. It sounds intriguing. The, the background behind it, they were, they were, like, with their marketing behind it, they were very hush-hush. They gave you little snippets, little teasers and stuff to make it very appealing. A space shooter, of course, like, in the, in the same vein as Halo, but, like, a little bit more mysterious. There were these grim grimoire cards that you had to collect, mm -hmm. pre-launch, and all this stuff. So it was cool. I was down for it. Um, then my buddy comes to me and like at that time, microtransactions still weren't really or like DL DLC and season passes were like on the cusp of beginning to become a thing, right? Um, so I go to the GameStop in the uh, in the King of Prussia Mall because uh, that's where the Apple Store was in King of Prussia Mall. And he's like, "Oh, dude, you got to pre-order um, pre-order Destiny. Like it comes with a couple things if you pre-order beforehand." I'm like, "All right, that sounds kind of shady, but sure, why not?" So I go up to the GameStop. And I'm really hyped about this. It's like, oh, this like we got like five friends. There's raids that you can do. This is like everything that I wanted. Like to like, I hate the idea of MMOs, but like I love the idea of raids. This this is gonna combine all this stuff. It's gonna be sweet. We're gonna have a great time, guys. Woo! So I go to the GameStop to place my sixty dollar pre order on the Xbox uh, One. Or no, sorry, I got it on PS Five, PS Four, PS Four, PS Three. I don't know. Whichever one. I think it was yeah. PS4. It would have been PS4. PS4. It would have yeah. been PS4. Um, so I go to place my pre-order, and the guy's like, oh, well, do you want to pre-order the season pass too? And I'm like, season pass? What's uh, what's the season pass? He's like, oh, well, when you buy the when you buy Destiny, you're not getting the full game. And I'm like, wait, what do you mean? I'm like, I'm not getting the full game. This is all coming back to me, by the way. Yeah. He's like, <laughs> he's like, oh, bro, it's it's super easy. Like, they're coming out. With expansion, I'm like, oh yeah, I don't know. They told me like it's gonna be a 10 year franchise. They're gonna, it's like, it's gonna be an awesome time. Like they're gonna release these updates, and we're gonna have different kinds of raids, dude. It's gonna be a blast. I got five guys. We're all gonna be pumped for this. And he's like, yeah, no, 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 yeah, yeah, totally. But like, those aren't gonna be free. Those uh, you gotta pay for those. And I'm like, oh yeah, like well, like 10 bucks. He's like, no, 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 a hundred dollars. I'm like, excuse no. me. 
Say what? One hundred dollars. He's like, oh yeah, that's on. That's on top of the base game. I'm like, one hundred sixty dollars. The shit. <laughs> I I don't want to spend one hundred sixty dollars on a video game that I haven't played yet. Yeah, right? I don't even no know. Joke. <laughs> it's like, oh no no no, it's fine. Like, like just like get, and if you get if you pre-order, we'll give you this awesome like I forget what the the rocket launcher gun that they gave you. Um, the Gallahorn. Yes. Yes. The Gallahorn. Thank you. That's what it was called. Oh shit. This is, yeah, this is all coming back to me now. So I'm in this store, like, you know, still a student. Um, definitely don't have $160 to spend. Hardly had $60 to spend on this game, but I was right. gonna do it anyway because it was gonna be fun. I was gonna get like, you know, 80 hours out of it or whatever. And now I'm in here being like, man, fuck Bungie. Are you kidding me? Like, <laughs> I, what is going on? So I, I'm like, you know what? No, I can't do the full season pass. Just give me the base game. And like, he reluctantly like put in my free order for this base game. And then I go to pick it up and there's a really long line out the door, get there at midnight for the launch, go pick up my game, go home and play and um, drop down on the first mission. You know, it has like the destiny, like I'm, I'm pumped. I'm still pumped for this game. Like mm -hmm. it's Bungie, dude. Bungie doesn't do anything wrong. Like they're mm -hmm. they made Halo Combat evolved, bro. Come on, like <laughs> this is like God tier game, right? So I started up. Peter Dinklage starts talking to me. I'm like, oh, this is it. Is awesome. <laughs> I land in the Cosmodrome, and then that's it. <laughs> and the game just goes downhill from there. And then I start looking into it a little bit more, and I realize these strikes are the exact same. I've been playing this game for 20 hours, and I've played the first mission six times. Oh, my God. Over and over and over and over mm -hmm. again. And my light level is going slowly up. And then I get to do the raid, and I can't do the raid because I don't have enough friends because they all stopped playing the game because it was so bad. And then, oh, my God, I can't talk about this game without getting infuriated because it's just so botched and then they're like oh it's all gonna come out in an update and then they drop the second expansion pack and they redo all the voice lines in the first game because Peter Dinklage obviously didn't give a fuck he was just getting a paycheck and the game was so tarnished and then the icing on top of the cake we're like oh this is a 10 year franchise nah fuck that we're coming out with Destiny 2 bitches <laughs> we're doing it <laughs> Destiny 2 not Destiny 1 I was so upset at this game. I can't talk about it without getting a fiery rage built up inside of me. And then when you look at a game like, like Cyberpunk 2077, at least, at least that game with all its bugs, it's still charming. It's still charming like The Witcher. I don't care hmm? if this dude's arm has is coming out of his crotch. I don't care if my car yeets itself into 2078. <laughs> like, this is still a fun game. I'm still enjoying it. Mm -hmm. Destiny, the only fun that I had was shitting on the game in voice chat with my friends. Destiny! I was playing the same strike 13,000 times to get some random loot that may or may not come up. Oh, and by the way, if your friend takes that gun... You don't get it. He gets it. The random loot sucks. The whole thing sucks. There's a stupid bug where you can just shoot people in a tunnel and they drop dumb loot. You can do that for eight hours. Maybe you'll get something good. Maybe you'll just get a yellow gun. Who gives a shit? Fuck you, Destiny. I'm over it. <laughs>
Wow, Man. there it is. I love, I love that. And it's, it's funny because like I played Destiny One. I, I, I did play the original Destiny, and I remember, you know, dropping it in the Cosmodrome just like you did. And you hear Peter Dinklage's voice, and you're just like, holy shit, like this is it, like this, this is Destiny, like this is the game. This is it, you, same point you just made. It's Bungie. They don't fuck anything up, right? And you, you, you start playing the, all of the same repetitive things over and over, and there might be a couple different enemies in different spots but eventually after like two pass-throughs you start memorizing where people are and it just like kind of sucks the fun out of it and then it, to my knowledge they didn't introduce raids or like the strike playlist or anything like that until like half a year later and by that point it was they were already churning on destiny 2 like by the time i got into destiny 1 put it down, kind of picked it back up because I found like a newer friend group but with, with my buddy Hayden, like he and I were like, okay, well we have four other guys and we can do raids now. We can do the full six man raid and it, it'll be great. And then you would have to spend like three hours solving the puzzle to figure out how to do these raids because if you wiped, you started over. Stupid jump puzzle. <laughs> yes, yes, the, oh my God. And then they started announcing all these expansions where it's like, you don't get to learn the, the new story unless you either watch somebody on Twitch or YouTube do it, or you spend 16 hours trying to figure it out yourself. At that point, I just started watching all of the Destiny playthroughs and like, like cutscenes on YouTube because I just wanted to know the story. I didn't want to play through the fucking frustration. Bro. I to oh my god, I totally forgot about that. When the f when the game first came out, the exposition and the dialogue was so bad, you literally had to download the companion app and get grimoire cards. You couldn't even look at grimoire cards in the game itself. You had to download the app yeah. to look at them. You had to have the companion app. What were they app. thinking? Who think that's a good idea? Like, oh my god, and 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 the lore behind the game is like the reason why it's so upsetting because the lore behind the game is so freaking cool. Like, mm -hmm. like the like the traveler and 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 all the different worlds and like oh Venus is habitable now what the hell like how do people get like it, it it's really cool and it could have been so good and I think that's why like I'm I'm upset about it because like Bungie is known for this world building like dude the first Halo like you played it you can still play it now and you land on Halo and you just look up and there's the Halo right in front of you you're mm -hmm. like oh my god this is awesome and and destiny 2 wasn't really too much different right they did kind of the same thing they introduced you to you like a little bit more and, and all that sort of stuff i think i think they did pretty well by the franchise when they announced the base destiny 2 game as free to play and then they added in a couple different like smaller expansions at free to play that's when i picked it back up mm -hmm. i picked up I destiny 2 and, and started playing through some of it and kind of enjoyed it but very recently like in like October or so, I kind of got back into Destiny 2. I was like, I'll try it out. We'll see what happens. And it was right before they just did the, the most recent expansion to the game. And the most recent expansion of the game was told to me by a couple friends as this is Destiny 3. Like this is the original version or vision they had for Destiny was to expand it and, and make it a truly like manipulative game where they're like adding all these different things and so on and so forth and i was like okay cool like i'll give it a look and if i'm having fun i'll buy into that expansion i think it was like 40 bucks or whatever and then i go they release the expansion i download the update and i load the game and i was like let me just see what's around let me see like what you can click on let me see what you can do like how, what did they add is it worth it to spend this money 
and they took out 70% of the content you could play, left 30%, and everything else they added was behind that paywall. Like, you could explore the tower and, like, half of Earth and maybe the moon and everything else. Like, you couldn't go to, you couldn't go back to Mars or Venus. You couldn't go to the new planets. You couldn't do strike playlists, nothing. And at that point, I was like, no. Like, I get it. You made all this, you spent all this time and money to, to make this expansion as, as the next part of the game. I, like, the whole thing was that I could explore a little bit, and if I wanted to go in more, I would pay. But now I can't even explore to know if I want to pay. So I'm like, yeah. I'm, do I'm done with Destiny. But I'm, you can get a really cool pizza emote for your character. Wow. That's all that matters, that man. That everything. That's all you need. Give it to you in Fortnite. <laughs> yeah, shit man like you play destiny 2 you get a fortnite emote please that'd be awesome they're no. actually bringing thanos to uh destiny now oh so they're literally just ripping off De i mean fortnite is just a giant ad in your face every time you launch the game so i i played fortnite once with my buddy sunny uh who's like my game my main gaming friend we played it once to see what the hype was about because we we were hot off PUBG. you know mm -hmm. Fortnite came out and we played that and I had a five-year-old literally build a fortress around me and then laugh as he killed me from the top, and I uninstalled the game right there. <laughs> <laughs> like you're fighting somebody, they turn into a Motel 6, and you're like, well, fuck, I can't compete. I don't well, even know how I to lay down even, a wall. I didn't even know what this was about. I'm like, holy, why are there walls going up around me? Oh, my God, I'm getting shot. Oh, my God, I'm dead. Oh, my God, this little kid is telling me to suck his nuts. I'm uninstalling <laughs> this game. <right> <laughs> Dude, I'm just going to say the exact opposite of, well... I guess not the exact opposite. PUBG had such a hot release and has turned into such hot garbage. So it's sad. so sad. So sad. So, like, PUBG had everything. When Erangel and Miramar were their only two maps, they had <clears throat> the best gunplay. All they needed to do was get cheaters out of their game. We didn't need new maps. We didn't need whatever. Just get hackers and cheaters out of your game, and you own the Battle Royale genre. Yep. PUBG esports would be huge, all this stuff. And they just couldn't do it. Yep. It I is, agree. Uh, I I have I went back and played that game just to see where it's at now. Cause PUBG, dude, remember on Twitch when PUBG first came out mm -hmm. and how like they were breaking like uh everyone was playing. Yeah, everybody's playing it. They were breaking records. I mean, Dr. Disrespect became Dr. Disrespect off of the back of PUBG. Right, like he has the personality and this whatever to go to keep it going, mm -hmm. but PUBG made him. PUBG made a bunch of people. Yep. I mean, yeah. Ninja played PUBG before Fortnite made him. You know, the streaming god that he is today. <laughs> I mean, it was ridiculous. It was awesome. It's yeah. I think that's what that's that's what it was. It was just cheaters coming in, just totally ruining the game for everybody. But like, I I don't know if you guys ever played, but like, um, I did play the original like battlegrounds on arma for like the mod the mod right yeah the the arma 2 mod or whatever mm -hmm. right yeah yeah and it was fun but like and it when it first came out it was awesome i love that game like the gameplay was fun like we had never at that point really seen like a, a, a um 
a battle royale that yeah. fleshed out before. You know? It was a new concept. Like in our world, there's so many different video games, but you can you can categorize them so easily, right? There's a million different Call of Duty games, and I'm sorry, but Halo is the same game, right? First person shooter, most kills wins, or objective based, whatever. League of Legends. There's uh, Heroes of the Storm. There's Dota. There's you know there's Smite. Like there's a bunch of different games that follow in the same genre. And then Battle Royales came out, and everybody was like, "Yes, this is awesome." Mm -hmm. You know, I don't have to out aim you to beat you in this game, right? Like I can I can use strategy. I can hide in a certain spot. I can whatever, and and I can my team can beat your team because we have the drop on you, or we have this building that you need to push into. It like, let Bottom Fragger's voice finally be heard. Yes, rocks of the team, man. <laughs> yeah, you finally have a purpose, <laughs> dude. I was playing Warzone with Chris and his buddies the other day, and it was. It was the four of us, mm -hmm. and each of them had over 2,000 damage dealt in the game, and I had, like, 450 with no kills. And I was like, well, I'm, I'm holding you guys back, that's for sure. You're the, you're the rock of the team. You're the foundation, man. You can't look. As Tim the Tapman said, you can't have too many egos on one team. You can't have a four-stack of top fraggers. It just can't happen because everyone's going to start arguing. No one's going to start pushing together. You're not going to have strategy. you got to have that solid foundation of the team. There's got to be a rock. Somebody that just puts the, as Tim said, puts that shit on their back and they wear it. Like a badge of honor. That's Travis in our team. Oh. Everyone needs a Travis. And sometimes it's me. Or sometimes it's Jordan. But most of the time it's Travis. Travis, you're doing the job that nobody wants, but everybody needs. Oh, okay. We need right. we need more of you in the world, man. <laughs> Just a little bit more, and we'd have some more Warzone wins. That's all I'm saying. What, what you what you guys are saying is we really don't mind playing video games with you, but God damn it, get better. Actually, no, to <laughs> click be fair, foreheads. The couple, of, the couple of times I played Counter Strike uh, with uh, with Travis, you've been you've been pretty good, man. I love Counter Strike. Like I put a lot of hours into Counter Strike, and I had nobody to play that game with. Like, and I'm just playing pubs with. You, you know how oh, Counter-Strike can be when you get into the game and there's somebody that just has the push-to-talk button held down and they're just going, eh! like, the whole time, right? Like, you know, and, and it's just so frustrating because Counter-Strike is such, like, an audio-based game, right? Like, you can hear somebody reloading on the other side of a wall and pop out and kill them, right? Where the audio is the only reason you got that kill, Right. But God, some people just ruin it. And I haven't played Counter-Strike in like a year at this point still because I have nobody to play the game with. But, <laughs> I mean, I miss it, man. Counter-Strike was always good. I think, like, Counter-Strike is the game that I honed my, like, uh, FPS teeth on, right? Like, yeah. I always had Counter-Strike 1.6 to go back on. And then, um, you know, they released uh, Condition Zero, which is like that. And then... Yeah. So which is blah and then csgo like me and my buddy csgo got me through some shit man like just straight up um there were a couple like there were times in my life that were not the best and my my squad in counter-strike like we play three or four in the morning just like game after game after game after game um and it was it was a blast and we recently just started playing again like we you know you move on to a different game yep um, you start playing other stuff and then you know we picked it back up like i guess maybe a month ago just like you know we're we had like a three four man sometimes and uh dude it's like riding a bike man it's like 
the 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 small meta changes, so like the spray patterns change and stuff like that. But you can still pick it up. You still know if you throw yep. the smokes, you can still throw them. Um, it's the the guns remain pretty much the same. Um, it's I still think it's probably one of my favorite games to just go back on if I have like an hour and a half to 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 spend and I, I don't know what I would play. I'm gonna start up Counter Strike. So uh, let that be an invitation if you ever want to play Counter Strike with me, Travis. I got you. I got you, dude. Heavy up, man, because we always we always need a uh, like a, a fourth or a fifth. So like, um, yeah. If I, mean, I ever see you on and playing, I will definitely hit you up. Now, yeah, now here's the question, you know, because uh, you guys are Counter-Strike players. I played a little bit of Counter-Strike, but not enough to, like, know what's going on. Like, I know how to play, but I don't know, like, spray patterns or all that sort of shit. Um, Valorant. What's your opinion on, on Valorant? Have you had a chance to play? Is it, is it Because I know the biggest thing that I hear and the biggest comparison that I've known about Valorant is it's basically taking Counter-Strike gunplay and like Overwatch-esque abilities and putting the game together. And, and I've played more Valorant than I have Counter-Strike. Um, but, it, you know, I'm curious to get your guys' opinion as more Counter-Strike players. Like, have you had a chance to play? What do you think? Like, is, it, is, is the game worth it? It's obviously taking off with all these different teams that are forming and, and these, these high-name streamers that are picking it up. Like, what are, what are your thoughts? I like Valorant. I think, like, I don't have, I, I have, a, like, I don't know, maybe 10, 20 hours into it, so not a lot, but, like, it's fun. I mean, it's exactly what you said. It's, it's Counter-Strike gunplay with with Overwatch abilities. And, you know, if you think back on it, Counter-Strike's, like, there's been some form of that through, like, the Warcraft Warcraft mod, um, Superhero mod on 1.6. Like, we Counter-Strike has always had people put in, like, wacky abilities and stuff. So when Valorant came out, like, it was, it, it hit that nice, like, the gunplay feels good. It still feels just as good as Counter-Strike. The abilities are pretty sweet. Um, it's it's fast-paced, just like you want it to be. It's, like, as twitchy like you want it to be. I like it. I dig it a lot. The only thing I don't dig is, like, the, a, the antivirus that they make you put on your computer 24-7. Yeah. But, <laughs> it's kind of um, it shitty that they make you do that. But, I yeah, mean... I get it. You know, if mm -hmm. dude, if uh, PUBG probably would be a better place if they right? did that. No um, joke. But, yeah, I mean, I like what Riot's doing. Riot make it, makes yep. it right. Riot, yep. yep. I like what they're doing. Um, I, it feels good. I would like to get more time into it. Um, you know, we'll... Uh, it's one of those games where, like, if we don't want to play Counter Strike for whatever reason, we'll 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 boot it up, and the yeah. strats are pretty much the same, you know. Yeah. <laughs> Rush B. Rush B. Yep. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yep. Like just hold this corner, I'll hold this corner. Yeah. I'll flash you in. Just get in there and start clicking heads. <laughs> yep. <laughs> literally, literally, all the same. I, I enjoy a, Valorant. I'm not a big Valorant guy. Like, okay. It, it's okay. It's it's way more cartoony than Counter Strike is to me, and that's okay. Yeah, but that is aligned to me. Like, there's a reason I like PUBG more than I like Fortnite, and it's just that difference. Now, League is completely cartoony, right? I completely concede that, but it's a full commitment to that genre. It's not trying to be something else. It is what it is, mm -hmm. and that doesn't bother me. I like Warzone more than I like Fortnite, and I like. You know what I mean? I want a game to either try to commit to being re realistic or mm -hmm. go completely off the deep end. You know what I mean? And Valorant is like trying to ride the line between I'm not entirely trying to be Counter-Strike, but I'm not not trying to be Counter-Strike. <laughs> right, and, and right. That's, just, that's the difference for me, personally. Yeah. 
Yeah, Valorant, Valorant's fun. Honestly, I have not touched the game since they released it. I played it for maybe one or two hours once they did, like, the official release after, you know, all the beta testing that they did and all that jazz, and I just, like, really haven't picked it back up. The one thing, like, I would be concerned at is, is well, not really concerned, but, like, you have to find a group of people to play because I feel like a game like that is way more fun when you're playing with a group of people and you all know them and you all understand how each other plays and so on and so forth. Like if the three of us played and we picked up two other people on a team, like whoever, like we could, we could make it happen. But the thing about that type of game is that it's so competitive. Um, you know, it, like you, you have to know what you're doing and it will suck you in. And if you're not doing like very good at it. If you're not very good at the game, you don't have a good shot. You don't have a good game sense about it. Like it can, it can push you out because of the toxicity in communities like that. So I'm just kind of like, I, I would love to try it again from time to time, but I know that like the moment you get in and you just start whiffing shots and pubs and you're playing with like four other people, you have no idea. They will just throw you down a rabbit hole of, of just like, toxicity and you'll never want to come back to the game there, so, there's there's a thing that happens in in counter-strike all the time and zach i'm sure you you've seen this right five player game and your four teammates are dead there's three of them still alive and somebody will type in chat clutch or kick and then they they will open up the option to kick you from the team and it's like Oh yeah, well you have to win this 1v3 situation or we're kicking you off the team, right? Like that's as toxic as shit gets. It really is. Yep. And it puts more pressure on the person trying to clutch and then it, you know, it's something else for him to think about rather than, you know, you never clutch. Yeah. <laughs> and it's just like that that's that's shooting games though. It really is all of them. How many times you kill somebody in Warzone in the proximity chats like, "Oh no, you piece of shit." Like, "Oh my god." What, what what were you what you call somebody the other day? The couch a, uh, a Cheeto eating couch fucker I think is the term I <laughs> used like and it, and it yes. came out of a drunken state of rage in Warzone and there was probably a cheater involved You'd or be forgiven for that maybe maybe some alcohol involved but yeah people have said far worse things <laughs> that's true that's true see look, Travis still has his his, uh, his Johnny Walker black label next to him so um, no man. Uh, Man, this is this is fun too. It's it's fun because we haven't really had a chance to like dive down the video game rabbit hole all too much. Because like In Travis and I, uh, obviously, like he and I play games together a lot. Zach, you you have a, a well versed background in games a lot, and you and I have played a couple games here and there. Um, you know, just it, more recently than than not, uh, and we need to pick that up. But we haven't had a chance to like dive down the video game hole <laughs> probably since we chatted with Hayden, like on the like eighth or fourth or whatever episode. So, um. You know, the, I'm glad the, I could guide this down that path. Yeah, bring us, bring us <laughs> down really there. Should be. I'm, I'm glad. You know, I, I'm glad that you brought up the whole Destiny thing and like worst games uh, launched, um, because you instantly said like uh, worse than Cyberpunk, and my mind immediately went to the original release of Master Chief Collection on the Xbox, which was hot garbage. Like See, you couldn't boot a game. Period. My, my mind went to that. Star Wars Battlefront. With the microtransactions. Oh, yeah. That game, that game was pretty, like, th there have been some very questionable decisions made, but, like, when 343 relaunched MCC, like, in November of 15 or 14 or whatever it was, like, literally I sat in a queue with 13 other players waiting <laughs> to play a big team game for 45 minutes. And then when we loaded in, we got two steps and the game crashed. 
like it did not work for a couple months like everyone had spent $60 on this game that literally did not work half the time you couldn't even boot to the menu because the game was that hot trash um now I haven't seen I haven't seen a worse game at launch than that destiny I think is a little different because like you were expecting so much out of this game, game. playable yeah, yeah but like MCC wasn't even playable so like they, they both hold like worst launch pedestals in their own right. Yeah. But like, man, it, I'm, I'm with you too. Like cyberpunk is fun. Like I played it for like two hours last night, just doing side missions and driving around. Cause the game is just so aesthetically pleasing. And yeah, you might see an arm pop out of some guys, the side of his face or his crotch or whatever, but like you can still interact with that game and, and the environment is really pretty. So, um, yeah, no, I'm, I'm, I'm with you on that. Um, <laughs> It's a it's it's a really good time. Uh, I could absolutely sit here and talk all day um, about the video games. And, and to be quite honest, we didn't even get into any drum core stories nope. or, or anything like that, <laughs> which I'm sure could be a whole uh, a whole secondary episode. So, you know what? <laughs> Bucket, I'm just going to say it right now. Uh, Zach, what are you doing next week? We're going to come back for a part two next week. How's that? Oh, bro, let's do it, man. Part two, Travis? Let's do all right, it. I'm down. De all right, we're doing it. We're doing it. Um, <laughs> we're going we're gonna to do a part two. We can continue some video game stuff. We can get into some drum course stuff. We can talk about some bullshit. It, it doesn't even matter. But I do want to wrap it up here because there are a couple things um, that, that I have to take care of on, on my end just to make sure everything's okay. Um, and I'm sure that you guys have some things you need to get, get going about your day. There's actually there's some severe weather. That's supposed to happen in my area oh. of Texas. It's fucking what January twenty fourth, and here we are, and they're like, "Yeah, you might see a tornado or two today." Oh, dude, so, be careful, man. So I'm gonna go get my bicycle helmet and and goggles so I can go stand outside and watch them. Uh, <laughs> Put it on Instagram. Let's let's right? all see it. It's I all perfect. Experience that with you. It's all. Well, I'm, I'm gonna I'm gonna go uh, Instagram live or Twitch live and and just a, a Twitch IRL stream. Um, oh, yeah. But no, this was this was a ton of fun, dude. This was an absolute ton of fun, uh, Zach. It, it's always good to to hear from you and and catch up with you, and even much better, like in person right now. And and I'm looking forward to next week's discussion when we can get into some other stuff or continue the same shit. I don't really care. But um, you know, before we wrap some things up here, like we normally like to do, uh, Zach, do you have any closing thoughts before we we pick up next week's episode? You know, uh, just closing thoughts, man. Uh, Put everybody stay stay safe like be responsible um don't do anything i wouldn't do which isn't a lot nice uh, <laughs> sweet no, permission oh. yeah no, i mean dude it's just like uh thanks for having me on this is a blast like just shooting the shit with a couple of friends you know mm -hmm. it's 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 really fun uh and i'm like so so happy to see where you guys are chris like you're doing your streaming shit mm -hmm. travis you and your dog i love it man like this is uh this is just so good. Um so yeah, thanks again. This has been a blast. Like can't wait for next week. <laughs> Hell yeah. So, Hell yeah. Travis, you got anything stories to tell? We we, we have a lot of drum core stories to tell. We have so many drum core stories to tell. Multiple drum cores, multiple staff members, multiple I don't know, whatever. Multiple bullshit. We'll hear about them next week. Wilk, or Brian Wilkie. So. Oh yes. <laughs> Act as if. Oh my god. The pedal <laughs> tones from hell. <laughs> Jesus, so bad. Oh my God! Don't even get me started. I'm having PTSD flashbacks Let me just... right now, Travis. <laughs> <laughs> it's breathe, da. Why are you capping your breath? You you're not waving your fucking arms, Brian. Why are you holding your breath? <laughs> <laughs> Damn it! We'll, we'll, 
Look, we'll get into that next yeah, week. We'll definitely teaser. We can, tease for we'll, next week. We'll kick off with that. Okay. Everybody remember that we're gonna kick off with that next week. But until then, uh we we do we're gonna close down here. We're gonna leave everybody wondering because it's gonna be a good time. Uh Travis, do you have anything as we sign off for this episode? No, I don't. <laughs> He's so ready. He's so ready for next you're week gonna, already. You're gonna make me wait a week. Oh my god! Just think of just, just. I'll give you time. Give time for it to marinate in your head. Oh, give yes. you time I'm to go like, watch the 2009 tour video. Yes, oh, let's go ahead. Let's do our homework here. Um, well, Zach, uh, thanks for coming out, man. It was it was a blast. Like you said, it's always good to reconnect with you and everything like that. And I'm excited to to continue this discussion. I feel like with these drum corps ones, we could easily do two or three parts too. Um, look, it's Travis's dog. Uh, we could we could easily do like two or three uh, two or three parts too, and just continue the conversation because it, it's it's what what we said at the beginning, right? You know, kicking up these stories and reconnecting with all these folks, like it's just a good friggin' time, um, and it, and it's like no time's even passed since the last time we all got a chance to see each other. So, um, appreciate you being out, man. Looking forward to next week. Um, go ahead, you know, and and wrap some things up here. As you guys all know, uh, we appreciate you all watching and, and listening and, and watching the clips and listening online or whatever platform you're listening on. Um, it's, it's always good to, to, to have you guys. If you got to the end, thank you very much. Seriously. Um, as always, make sure you connect with us on, on Twitter. We're at masterful pod where we will tweet out clips and things like that over there. Also share some stuff on Facebook. Just interact with us, man. Share them out, share them with your friends. Um, you know, your old drum core friends or your old music friends, or your video game friends or, or whatever it is, because, uh, Zach's rager of a, of a destiny story is definitely going to end up being a clip for next week. So everybody just get ready for that. But as always, we appreciate you listening. We appreciate you watching. Um, make sure you guys stay safe out there. You know, make sure you stay tested negative, staying positive the whole nine yards, take care of yourselves and each other. And we'll catch you all in the next episode. Peace. Peace.